Hoarders and other non-binary Kojima creations. This is Death Casting, the podcast solely dedicated to Death Stranding, where mostly we've all played Death Stranding, right? That's correct, yeah. Sure. Just thought we were all on the same page here. Who are you? Who are you? I'm Franklin. I'm Andrew. And I'm Hova. So and this is a podcast that I've never heard of, but apparently I'm on it. Yeah, you're on it. We've all we're all we're all up in our Death Stranding gear. What, you, what were your impressions of Death Stranding, Joey? Uh, that Koopa and Toad are the way to go. No, what? I'd be sniping people with bananas. I mean, what do you want me to say? Uh, that's not quite the take I was hoping for. Are you? Wait, Andrew, you look like an actor I know. A- Ashton Kutcher. Am I? Am I getting punked right now? What's happening? A tiny no. No, I feel like I'm getting punked. We both ended up ordering one of these hats, sort of at the same time, without really knowing it. I'm a huge Jeff Bridges fan too. Yeah, but this is this is actually for Nash Bridges. Yeah, my favorite uh, crime. Our favorite crime series it's a it's also for bridges of madison county which everybody loves i don't know and the london, i feel and i the, feel uncomfortable and the london bridge too which also got torn down and moved to arizona so we're all big think? bridge fans we're, we're deeply into the concept of bridges all right but seriously frank how have you been enjoying the death stranding i have but i haven't have you have enjoyed it but you haven't that sounds about right yeah, it's... So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start over because I think that I... Uh, I got onboarded in the game and got really psyched about it and then I just had a bunch of other stuff happen for like a week and a half. And yeah. I played it like off and on. And now it's just too scary and I'm saved at a spot where I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like where I'm at. But I got a lot of likes for like some, some ladder placements and rope and stuff. And Feels good. Feels doing good. some odd jobs. Feels and then, good to get uh, those likes. And then whenever I boot up my save, I'm just going to continually get, you know, destroyed by some BTs or some mules. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking not making me happy. So that's whatever. <laughs> but it was free, right? With my graphics card. So. Yeah, there you go. It's just extremely. I can't wait to actually re- like get into it. I was going to do that this past weekend, but it was not. I keep meaning to put more time into it, but it's like every time I want to play it, I want to sit down and put a significant amount of time into it. So any sort of game, any time, like all my gaming time is like segmented kind of. So I have to play things in short bursts, which that game is just not really built for, in my opinion. So anyways, what a, what a fun prank we did. Yeah. We got him. Gotcha. 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 I now understand the podcast notes. I get it now. Finally understand. Uh, did you guys do anything fun this weekend? Did you guys see anybody you haven't seen in a while this weekend? No. Uh, wait. Are you alluding to something? Was it? I don't even remember. Was it this weekend or last weekend? This weekend hasn't happened yet. It's Friday. First no, of all, no, I'm sorry the, to break the, the ball. No, we're talking about the most recent weekend. 
Did I come over this past weekend? Yeah, my house? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I got to hang out with all uh, Frankie Nine and a Half Fingers. Which was good fun. I got to introduce Frank to friends that have never met Frank, and that was really fun. Uh, was it? Yeah, because Frank shows up with bags of stuff for just one evening of fun, and he was whipping out an entire like mobile bar, uh, and he 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 pulled out all these bottles and set them on the counter, and then Frank went out to go get more. And my buddy John just looked at me and he's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> and I was like, "It's Frank the Tank, man." That's who he is, man. He showed yeah, up with, I, what, what, you had a, a meat tray, uh, a meat and cheese tray, a case of Capri Sun, a bottle of uh, gin, a bottle of whiskey. There was another, another bottle, bottle of whiskey. Uh, huh? Yeah, so it was a, it was a, a half gallon of gin, a yep. fifth of whiskey, Johnny Walker, a fifth of that 1877. And then, and then that other bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was packed there was more too oh i think six bang bang energies uh some other special it was like an energy drink but more of like you know a little bit healthier had like electrolytes and stuff in it for the morning after i believe that Uh, that was for my liver the next morning yeah Yeah. oh cookies too you also had cookies that that is a thoughtful party guest he was man honestly i made like i made a full dinner but he brought he almost brought more than what I contributed and it was and I was the host of the party so he kind of made he kind of made me look bad you know yeah but I didn't wake up before everyone else and start making fruity pebble waffles <laughs> you did that okay yeah I did do that that, that was good that was that was pretty that was, that, that was a good morning was do good you morning. remember what I made for dinner Frank the monstrosity I I didn't realize that you were making food at all so I actually ate on the way and I didn't eat it but you had the rice, and then you had your mom's potatoes, and then you had um, that crockpot stuff you made that was like smelled really, really good. I was just stuffed, and I needed to save room in my belly for the massive amounts of alcohol I brought. Which you did. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I took I took a bunch of chicken and I cut it into like large chunks, put it in a crockpot with like beer and a cut up tomato and a cut up jalapeno and a block of cream cheese and garlic and onions. And then just made rice, and we put that over rice. And it was, like, the most hodgepodge thing. Like you said, you didn't know that I was making anything. I didn't either until John was like, hey, man, we like eating dinner at your place. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, we should probably do that. So then I just started pulling stuff out of the, you know, I just went to the pantry and, like, what do I have? Started whipping stuff together. But it worked out, man. It worked out. We, we got a little drunk. We had we had some board game fun, and it was a, it was a good night. That's the beauty Woke of the waffles. Oh, man, yeah. Set it and forget it. Put, just put whatever garbage in there you could find. It's great. Literally, any, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does not. It does not matter. You guys heard any, like, weird news about Rogue Company and, like, I don't know, not really drama, just, like, some stuff about the companies of Rogue? Roco. Roco. Talking about the dock? Door? That's... Actually, why I have this mustache is because Twitch has asked me to take over the role of Dr. Disrespect. Oh, So I'm trying to grow this out. So it's going to be the Twitch version of Doc versus the YouTube version of Doc. That's right. Who pulled, I think, half a million viewers on his uh, comeback stream. 
Look at him go. You're not you're not phased. I just I don't know. Obviously, I'm aware of him, but I've never watched more than like 20 seconds of one of his streams. So I'm not I'm not I'm not somebody who watches streamers. I just don't. That's not my shit. He I've never been much of a fan myself, but he is one of the few streamers that actually has like a character stream Mm -hmm. and puts a lot of production value. Like just I watched a little bit of the, the comeback stream or whatever, and it's just like constant. He played video games like a little bit, but the segment that I watched was just mostly him talking about different stuff but like every transition there might like he doesn't talk for too long and then it'll be like a a transition like 10 minutes later and it'll be like some crazy elaborate edited thing where there like breaks out into a dance scene in front of like a lightning you know like a lightning storm in front of a gas station or something with like his ferrari sitting there so it's just like it's like what i don't even understand you know to me a live stream is just like play games turn the thing on you know talk to your chat but they there's so much thought that goes into yeah. those streams that I, I get it, you know. I mean, yeah, credit props for that. Yeah. So he he tweeted at Rogue Company asking if they would let him make a map because he's promising to bring some violence, speed, and momentum in the design of the map. And then, did you guys see what um, what Rogue Company sent back? I did not. Uh, it's a big hell yeah two time, but you haven't designed a level since 1997. You think <laughs> you can walk back and build an instant classic? How about this? You've got 24 hours to prove you can design a map. Then we'll go from there. <laughs> you win. So, do you guys know the, the backstory to Doc? No. So, the doc, Dr. Disrespect uh, had a clan. Oh, my God. And I'm going to... I'm going to space on it right now. Uh, but anyways, he had, a, he had like a clan way back in the day, or he was a part of the clan. I don't know if he was the leader of it or whatever, but one of my buddies, like, way back in the Call of Duty YouTube days, was friends with him, part of that clan. And I, I got to play with him a couple times. He's, he's been doing that character for a long time, like, years and years and years. So he was a Call of Duty, like, uh, YouTuber or whatever, and then he basically, like, stopped doing that. He got hired at one of the Call of Duty development studios. I, th- I think it was Infinity Ward. Right? Yeah, because he actually was a he was a map designer for advanced warfare so there's certain maps in that game that he was like the lead designer for uh and he's had streams in the past where he actually like walked through some of the maps that he designed and explained like this used to be here and this wasn't here but we had to add this because this line of sight wouldn't work and everything and it was really interesting like again not really a dr disrespect fan but i went back once i heard people talking about that i went back and watched the highlights of him just like going through the maps and kind of explaining how they were built and stuff because shit like that's fascinating whenever you've spent oh yeah. you know so much time in a game and then you kind of hear like uh it's almost like whenever you watch Why one of your favorite movies with the commentary of the director and actors for the first time you know it's just really interesting shit if you're into that and uh so yeah he's actually got you know like it, it sounds like some people that are new fans they might just think that that sounds like something that doc would just say because like his character is big-headed and he can do it all or whatever but he legitimately is a map designer for video games so um i don't i to me i'm wondering i also know the people uh behind behind rogue company high-res studios i got to meet a lot of the people there uh whenever i was working with them for smite and they're just really fucking cool people that think differently than a lot of the other studios like they're just the kind of studio that if Doc just got a wild hair in his ass. Was like, let me design a map. They'd be like, fucking sure, whatever, free publicity for us. You know, like, why yeah. not take a stab at it? 
But it also screams to me, reading the tweets and everything and back and forth, I wonder if it was like a pre-setup, you know, like, deal. I, I don't know. Either way, it's fucking cool, and I'm kind of excited to see how it plays out. Yeah, I'm into whatever results in more content for that game, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It needs more. The stuff that it's got's golden, but if I had more... I'd like I'd like to have like four or five more maps. More maps. Yeah. And they are gonna they are gonna be doing that. They are. Maybe like two more game modes. I mean it's pretty long. I just like it's a fun game to play, but man, I really need shit to unlock in games. That's mm-hmm. like yeah. that's my jam. And until it has that, it's gonna be tough for me to like keep going back to it. So whenever I uh do you, I don't think Andrew was playing with us. No, because it was whenever uh Frank had his friend over. We weren't streaming or anything. We were just playing. But you remember uh, when the guys got out of the map, Frank? They were, like, using a shield to boost up on a wall, and then they would get on top of a building, and you could glitch inside the roof, and it was really bad. Uh, I forget the name of the map, but I had a clip of it. I sent it to Scott Gandhi, um, the lead game design for Road Company. And I was like, hey, man, um, you know, not sure if you guys have seen this one yet. And he got back to me, and he's like, yep, we already fixed it. And I actually tweeted it out after that, and I was like, guys at Road Company are so on to this shit, they already patched this out of the game. And then he replied to it, and he's like, an eh, upcoming patch. Like, it was already done, but they hadn't pushed out the patch. So I was like, oh shit, yeah, I felt bad. I was like, I, I just misunderstood. Uh, but he, we, we were kind of small talking in DMs afterwards about the game, and he was like, uh, he's like, anything you'd like to see? And, uh, and I was like, I think the game would be great for CTF. And then it was just crickets after that. He never messaged me back, so I don't know if that's like... You know, oh, don't even say anything. Oh, it should be fine. I mean, he didn't say anything. He didn't say, like, yeah, we're doing it. Don't say anything. Uh, my guess is he's like, no, that sounds like trash, and he just doesn't even want to message me back about it. But, yeah. You heard it here first, folks. CTF confirmed, coming to Road Company next patch. Yeah. Confirmed that it's unconfirmed. Great. Good, Good job. job. Now we're going to get fucking... That's what I do, We're going to get cease and desist. That's what I, I, get... I, leak, I leak info, man. We're going to get cease and desisted like those guys making the GoldenEye game. Fucking great segue, Look at Frank. this transition, motherfucker. Good Look job. Look at this guy. Jesus <laughs> Lord. It's almost like he's a professional. Almost. Yeah, so how about them apples, huh? <sighs> them apples make me sad, Frank. But, like, what did you expect? Oh, they were going to get hit by a big old swinging dick of cease and yeah. desist as soon as they went any further with it's that like, project. It's... In case... Before we get too far, let's explain the project because we have we haven't said we don't, no one knows what we're talking about. So the project is, and I believe, <laughs> yes, thank you, Frank. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure we were talking about this before we got started. I'm almost positive that I brought this up on the podcast before, so hopefully people aren't too lost. But um, there was a company, I, I believe they were based out of Russia. It was just some fans, some modders, as far as I know. I don't think they're like an official game studio or anything, and it was only a a couple guys or a few guys. But they were undergoing the process of taking the GoldenEye, the 007 GoldenEye 64 game, taking that and remastering the entire single-player campaign game into a PC game that was going to be out in, I think, holiday of 2021 is what they had on their Twitter, or maybe 2022. Uh, so it was, it was still out there, but it was fascinating just to follow them because they would do like, just a, they would do like a five second snippet of 
the game that they've recreated or just a weapon or whatever. There was one I remember they were like, how do you think the explosions look compared to the original game? Because you, if you remember how explosions were in 007 Goldeneye, it was like a cluster of explosions. Like boom, 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 boom. They were very specific. And they're trying to like get things as close to that as possible as to the original. And uh, unfortunately, they got DMCA'd. That's the right thing, right? DMCA, I think. They got a cease and desist from uh, MGM and whoever else owns the rights to uh, 007, unfortunately. And uh, they shut down the project, which really sucks because I was super excited for that. But they have said that they're taking all of the assets that are salvageable. So I'm assuming anything that directly relates to 007 Goldeneye, like probably like the Spy Watch and... You know, I don't know what else, like whatever yeah. else might be, you know, too close. But they're taking all the other assets and they're making a new game. And I forget what that that new game is called. But they've got a new Twitter account. Man, I should have done a little more research before we it's, talked about this. It's but, uh, uh, it's I've got it up here. It's called Silver Thigh 008. Oh, yep, yep. No, that's it. A hundred percent. Yep. 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 Starring Bane's John. Uh, hey. Seems legit, man. Sure. Uh, it sounds like it might be just as good as James Pond. I don't know, though. That That's was a pretty high bar game. to set. There's so many of those fucking games, yeah. too. But, like, I, think I don't... Really high ratings on that game. I, I, love that, I love it when people take fan projects like this, like, hey, take it on themselves to recreate stuff or make sequels to things or whatever, but it's like... Well, you can't be surprised when this kind of shit happens to you it's like when you know recently somebody made um they made like a full recreation of metroid 2 i think the the game boy one but did it in like a 16-bit style and then they were like hey we're about to come out and nintendo was like no you're not fuck you you're done (laughs) um and it's like that shit like that just happens all the time i don't know why that happened. That happened too with a a mega man game somebody made uh mega man versus street fighter and then instead of Instead of Capcom shit canning it, they were like, "Oh, why don't we'll just release it for you, and it'll this will be like a free official game." Nice. I thought you were gonna say that. What was that? Mighty Number no. Nine or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought you were going with there. Well, no. another big one that happened uh, that was that made a little bit of news was uh, uh, Halo. That El Dorito, I think, is what it was called. I don't know if you guys saw that, but somebody like perfectly, like perfectly ported over Halo Three to PC and the servers went live and there was like thousands of people playing it and streaming it. And it was so good. It felt crisp shots were registering like perfect. It was literally halo three on PC, like carbon copy. Perfect. And it lasted for like two or three weeks and then Bungie or three, or not Bungie, but three, four, three or Microsoft or somebody stepped in. It was like, no, 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 you don't do this. It's like, if you're going to put all the time and effort into something like that, why not just make sure that it's not going to get fucking, taken down by people who are who own the rights to the things that you're building right yeah so i really i, I think that that's an awesome thing that like some people it they're such a fan of something and they get an idea in their head that it's going to be their passion project with like a bunch of buddies to like recreate something but recreate it like updated but still like keep it as close to the original as possible like they should be smart enough. You you know that it's gonna get taken down, so just like be really silent about it. Don't say a whole lot about it, and then just like dump it off on Bitcoin. Yeah, 
you can't like yeah. I don't you know yeah the, the all the, the attention drawing to it like I mean that makes sense on one hand because you obviously want people to see what you're working on but you're gonna attract the wrong eyes to that too right like think about all the like Pokemon hacks you can find out there all the ROM hacks and shit they're like uh yeah I of course now I can't remember a single color that isn't already <laughs> a Pokemon game to say dude and I was gonna um get one of those carts. So that way I could put it in here and do like play the ROM mm-hmm. hacks and stuff. But but they're they're all sold out. The ones in there that like you can like the two X, five X, ten X's, like all those things, like they're all bought out. It's really hard to get a hold of. And I'm not gonna buy them off of YouTube. Or not YouTube. Oh my gosh. Um, eBay. Speaking of remasters, uh have you guys? What do you guys think about the Tony Hawk's One and Two remaster? Fuck yeah! But they should probably remake the best one instead of the first two. Whoa! What are you saying? You mean Skate Underground? Tony Hawk Three, yeah. Because Tony Hawk Three is where yeah, they added reverts, so then you could combo all over the entire park, like no matter what, no matter where you were. They had Flatland tricks, and I mean, like two had Flatland tricks too, but reverts they added so that you could continue combos off of a vertical ramp hmm i'm hearing really good things about it like i tweeted a video earlier about it and uh, a lot of the replies were saying that it was fantastic that i've already played the demo and uh but i don't know man like i've like all the gameplay that they've been showing it really seems like it's tony hawk's pro skater 5 like the same engine I, i haven't looked into it it's probably people listening probably know more about it than i do but um, I feel like it's just the, the same engine as Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, and then they just, you know, remade the maps from the first game mm-hmm. and the second game. Well, and they've already they've already remade Tony Hawk's 1 and 2, like, twice already. Haven't that, they? I th- yeah, they've I think so. They've already remade it at least yeah, once. I think on Steam. Because I have it on yeah. Steam. Yeah, I've got, like, the... And it's the, the I don't know if that one had the original soundtrack. They did do good on this one with with having the original soundtrack. And it says something about multiplayer, but I don't know what that is. I don't know what that would be. Surely you can't just like skate around, dude. If you can skate around the original Tony Hawk One and Two maps like together, horse. it's like probably like horse and horse. Well, and there horse used to be shit. a mode in Tony Hawk where um, every character was assigned a color, and so you would do a line of tricks. Everybody would be doing tricks at the same time, and you would do a line of tricks. And everything that you touched in that combo, so like a rail and a ramp, and yeah, was will turn your color until somebody did something with a higher score that also touched the thing that you touched, and then it would turn their color. It was like a graffiti yeah. tag type. Well, not, but I mean, kind yeah, it was of super tag. fun. And then, and then they had horse too, which I forget exactly what that was. I don't know if you had to do the same exact trick as somebody else did, but better the same spot, better score, or something. Yeah, something like that. Skate had a version of that too, but it was, I think, better just because the way you control in Skate is so much more, it's more delicate. So right. it, trying to land the same trick as somebody else is actually more difficult than putting like less, pressing, than pressing like left and square at the same time. Also, mm-hmm. speaking of Pokemon, right before we got on this call, we all had to exchange Pokemon Go information. We did. Via QR yes. code on the webcams. I'm bringing it back, baby. Should we all show our VR codes on cam right now so we can get more friends? Actually, that's probably a fucking great idea. We'll just put them in like the comments of the video or something. I want all the friends in the world. Yeah, right? Why not? Frank's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> you that's gotta fine, get them man. gifts, bro. Gifts help a lot. 
They really do. Yeah. Pokemon Go is, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I definitely got out of it for a long time. Like, the, uh, the novelty of it kind of wore off. Luckily, I was really getting into it when I was traveling a lot. So I was going, like, to the UK and California and all kinds of different places where I would get Pokemon that weren't in other areas, obviously. Yeah. And uh, so that was cool. Was one of the nice, that, kinda... was one of the nice things about road tripping was popping up yeah. in all these different places, getting Pokestops and Minnesota towns and whatever. Right. So I played it for a few months whenever it first came out. The university was a buzz with it because you'd have the stops all through downtown because our university was really close to downtown. So there's all those like stops and gyms and crap like in that area. And they were like all around campus. And there'd be like 10, 30, 50 people like sometimes. Not like it's some of those big ones where you saw like a thousand people, but like there's a memorial flag for like the Navy right in front of the building that uh, I worked at for like 10 years. And that was like a stop. And like, you would just have all these college students with their all like fucked up hair and shit. Like they don't give a shit about the Navy, but they're all just sitting up there at the Navy Memorial. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. And then I just got back into it today and whatever, man, it's going it's gonna to first like month or two. That shit was, Oh, it was so good. The so world good. felt the yeah. world felt great for a little while. It did, man. Everybody came together over one common interest. That That's was right. even in our town. I live in a very I commute to a very small town of twenty thousand, and there's a courthouse downtown with you know there's different uh, there's a couple World War II statues and memorials and stuff like that, and all those were pokey stops, so you could do laps around mm-hmm. our courthouse and hit like six or seven at least probably uh pokey stops and i remember going there with some friends who were also into pokemon go and i shit you not there was like 50 people in my tiny little town just walking around the courthouse and it was really it i just remember like being really weirded out by it because it was all younger like high school age college kids But also, like, people my age, like, late 20s, 30s, you know, people that grew up with Pokemon. And it was just a really weird, like, demographic to be a part of. And it it was really cool to see. It was just a bunch of nerds, you know, you like, we were running into people that we hadn't seen. Like, the older crowd, me and my friends, we were running into people that we hadn't seen since, like, the high school days. And stopping (laughs) and talking to them about Pokemon and video games and stuff like that. It was so weird, man. And I just remember being blown away that my little town that, you know, even my little town was like that. I couldn't imagine like what New York City and stuff looked like. And it didn't last long, obviously, but it was cool to see. Cool to be a part of. I'll have to send you guys a screenshot of the next time I go to Manhattan and so that you could see where all the Pokestops are, because it's like just like it's so fucking. Oh, I bet. So uh, like Pokemon is just one of those things that is just multi-generational. They're always, you know what they always say, like Pokemon. Pokemon never changes. It's the beginning of whatever. Yeah, that's how Fallout starts too. It's weird. It's talking about Pokemon and Fallout. <laughs> yeah. Um, but dude, yeah, and it's just there's always going to be old people and young people. There's like 50 year olds that, that still play Pokemon. I don't care. I'm not ashamed of it. I'll Hell put yeah. that badge. Did, in my uh, did any yeah, of you guys get into the? That. Did you ever get into the card game at all? Collecting mainly, yeah. but then I also did play. I used to I collected a lot, but I I remember playing a little bit, but I never really fully understood it. It was just like basically people holding my hand, and it was it was cool to be a part of, but I cared more about collecting. 
uh, when I lived in Kansas City, I was I I grew up in Kansas City. Um, there was uh, a mall called Metro North Mall, and up there was a bookstore. I think it was a Walden Books, something like that. Uh, Borders or Barnes Noble or some shit. Is you know, it's just one of those chain bookstores. And every, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was every weekend. I think it was maybe like every other. They had uh, Pokemon card tournaments up there. And so I would go and they were somehow sanctioned. Like they had official shit. So I actually, I think at my parents' house, I still had some of the badges that they gave out for like earning stuff. It was really, really fun. I got really into it until one time I went and I lost a entire CD wallet full of PS1 games. And I think my memory card was in there too. And it just ruined everything. Everything. (laughs) Your childhood. God. I became, I grew a mustache that day. I became a man. <laughs> Your true love was torn away from you and you had to learn to grow up in this world. This new fucking world sucked, man. It's brutal. Kids these days don't understand the uh, the memory card grind, the, how that whole thing. I, I remember going over to friends' houses and remembering your system and your games and everything, but you forgot your memory card at home. And it like, it, it didn't matter. You know, like, yeah. it doesn't matter if you got... When you didn't have a ride, you didn't have a ride. It's true. Like if yeah. your parents dropped You're you off, like you couldn't go back like twenty miles yeah. or ten miles. I was so excited. I, t- I took my Dreamcast to a you friend's house once, cord. and then I realized after I got there that I had forgotten the power cord. And I was like, "Well, f- uh, fuck it. I guess we're not doing this then." No, but here's one thing with the Dreamcast power cord: is that you could use the power cord from some um, like CD uh, yeah. CD players. But and I mean, shit. I, I didn't know that at the time. I was yeah. in, like, yeah, but you didn't. Like but you didn't know. Yeah, dude. We, uh, I went to a Chiefs game with uh, Nate and Sauce and my little brother, and there was supposed to be a really bad snowstorm, so we got a hotel the night before the game. I think it was either the night before or the night of, anyways, doesn't matter. So we get there, and I think Nate brought his Xbox, or I brought it, whatever. We had an Xbox One, and we get there to the hotel, we bring all our coolers in, because we had booze and everything, you know. We get everything in there, and we realize we don't have the power cord for the Xbox One. And we're in Kansas City, an hour and a half away from our home. You know, obviously, we're not driving back or whatever. It's like 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. So everything, for the most part, other than Walmart, is closed. We go to Walmart. It's also, like, shortly after the Xbox One had come out. So it's not like they're even really selling. I mean, I, I still don't think they just sell Xbox One power cables, to be honest, like, in the Xbox just buy a new Xbox. No, no, no. Just buy no, a new Xbox. No, it was better than that. So, <laughs> me being like what Frank was saying, I was like, well, I know that the the end of the Xbox One power cord is just like the little figure eight. I, I believe it's either the it's not the boxed. You know, on, I think it's the PlayStation one side is squared off and the other side is round. Yeah. On Xbox, it's just round on both sides. So I was like, dude, that's like the power cable for like a lot of shit. Let's like, so we'll just go to Walmart. We'll find like a lava lamp or a toaster or something that's like twenty bucks. I'll just buy it and we'll use the thing and then we can even return it, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. So we go to Walmart at like ten o'clock at night and we're walking around and um, we can't find anything. And then I'm like I was like, Well, let's go over to the electronics where they have like TVs and stuff plugged in and maybe we'll just get lucky and like see one laying on a shelf or something. And we can't really find anything. And eventually a manager or, or I don't know, I don't know if he was a manager, but an employee notices that we're like looking around and can't, you know. He asks us, "Hey, you guys need help finding anything?" I was like, "Here's the deal, man. 
we're from Sedalia. We drove all the way down here. We brought our Xbox One. We're trying to chill, play some games tonight. We don't have a power cable. Um, you know, you guys don't sell anything like that that we can find. And he looked around. He's like, no, yeah, we don't sell anything like that. And he's like, hold on one second. He's like, stay right here. I was like, all right. So he's gone for like 10 minutes. He comes back. I don't even know where he got it from. He's got it like bundled up in his arm, like kind of hiding it. He's like, here, bro, just go. I was like, what? he's like, just, he's like, just go. Just don't say, just go. I was like, all right. So fucking random. So he just gave us this loose cable. I don't know if he went in the back and like jacked it from the security camera room or something. I have no idea where he got this power cable from. And, uh, so but I, I just looked at it real quick. I'm like, yeah, fuck, that's the right one. Just stuck it in my pocket, walked out of Walmart. <laughs> we went back to the hotel, played Xbox One that night before the game. It was fucking great. So I don't know who oh. that dude is. If you happen to be a I listener of the podcast, which I doubt it, but I love you, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for helping us out that one lonely we, night. We, we appreciate your service. <laughs> I, I, yeah, exactly. A gamer in need is a I, gamer indeed. I have some memories that's, that's of being cool. stuck in Walmart late night with at least you, Joey. Frank, I feel like you might have been there too. Was it when Halo 3 came out? We all went and fucking waited at Walmart for like two hours or some shit. Oh, we waited there I for didn't a long ass time. Was it Halo 3? I think I got Halo... I can't remember if it was GameStop or Walmart that I got that from. One of those... We might not have had GameStop back then. No. It was, it was definitely one of the... I think it was one of the Halo games. It might have been like a Gears of War game or something. Um, I remember doing that. And then I remember, I think for Guitar Hero, we did it too. It was like Guitar Hero 3 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember those days. Well, I I didn't wait in line, but I remember we would play the shit out of some Guitar Hero or Rock Band. You had Rock Band, didn't you, Andrew? Yeah. I don't know if I had it then. Did I have it back then? I don't know. I don't know if it was out that early, was it? I, I no, it was. Been. I remember because I remember playing playing Rock Band at my one of my high school girlfriend's houses. So yes, yeah, I, think I did. You yeah. had it or somebody had it because we did up and we we up and I wouldn't have it because I wasn't good enough to justify Rock Band because when Rock Band came out, wasn't it like two fifty or was it just one fifty? I think it was two two even. I think it was two hundred dollars. That was like a big deal. I remember when that yeah. came out, it was like two hundred dollars for a game. But then you'd be like, but, you know, it is a guitar and a microphone and a drum set. You know what I mean? But all this other but shit. I just yeah. I remember that blowing my mind because that was like our high school days, you know. So the thought of spending 200 bucks on a game was just insane. I honestly I don't remember how I got it. Honestly, I probably traded in like 5000 games for it. <laughs> and now Joey sells those rock band things for like $800 on eBay. So that's cool. <laughs> God damn right. Man, I miss, I, I feel like modern day gamers, you know, they might be having their fun, but they miss the days of memory cards and midnight releases and oh, in store yeah. tournaments and stuff. Like, I remember when Halo 3 came out, they were having like Halo 2 2v2 tournaments or something like that, you know, like on the kiosks there in the store, and you got like some bullshit prize if you won. Like, I just, those days were so great, man. I remember trade like you were talking about trade-ins. I remember trading in basically every gaming device that I owned, which kills me thinking about it to this day, uh, to a little store called Game Exchange, basically a mom and pop. Not a mom and pop. It was a chain, but not near as big as GameStop. I traded in like everything I had, multiple consoles, games, controllers, everything to uh, get the Xbox 360 on day one. And they only got one. So I had to skip school and be there at like five yeah, to make sure I got it. 
as as a 16, 17 year old? We we talked about this. We talked about this on the podcast because I was on the Votech bus. Pulled up to me at the stoplight on my way back home. I'm playing hooky, <laughs> pretending like I'm sick for the day. I've li- I'm pretty sure I had the 360 like seat belted into the passenger seat, and I look over in the Votech bus <laughs> just with yeah, my too. high school name written down the side. I'm like, uh, shit. Actually, at the same time, I didn't really give a shit. So I've got a memory. either way. I was going home to play PDZ. <laughs> I've got a uh, a memory. That I don't think kids really are going to have a lot of nowadays, but um, back in the days of memory cards and old school games on the the sixty four and the PlayStation, is you could have you could rewrite like the name of somebody's save file or character in some games. I'm not going to mention what he wrote in, but I had an older brother, and he would re he would rename some of my save files with some really offensive things back then or he would delete them no good Ugh, i got into a so sony beta program once uh when i was it was actually before i moved out to to bumfuck um and so they sent me i got in for the beta for this new siphon filter game and i was really excited about it i think it was like it was like the first ps2 siphon filter yeah. and it had like an online component and everything and that's why they were testing it and I was really excited about it, and it wiped my memory card. My PS2 memory card just got rid of everything Ouch. that was on it. it. Fucking devastated me. And these days, you could like cause a fuss on Twitter and maybe get sent some like virtual currencies or something. Back then, it was like yeah, you just or it would be like uploaded to a cloud or something. You would have a fail safe of right. Some kind. There's less chance of that kind of thing happening. But fuck, man, I remember just being just crushed. Being like, this I, is not uh, a good. This is not a good beta, guys. This is yeah, a bad no, one. That's not. That's that's a that's a bad sign right there when the beta is breaking not only itself but other games for you. Basically, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna have to fix some things about this. There's some bugs. I have a I have a question for you guys. So, Frank mentioning his older brother there. Two of my like most, I don't know what words I'm looking for here, but two of my like most memorable gaming moments happened with Frank at Frank's house. One involving his brother. The other one was just going over to Frank's house. He had an Xbox or maybe it was your brother's Xbox. Probably your brother's. And you put in Halo and we played through the first campaign mission and that blew my mind and that turned me from a PlayStation to a kid to a Xbox kid instantaneously. The other moment was, and tell me if you remember this Frank and if you remember exactly how it went down or whatever, but your brother left to do whatever. He, he left. Uh, I think we were the only people left at the house. Your parents weren't there. Your brother left to go somewhere, and he left uh, GTA 3 on, on his PlayStation. And we went into his room, and which I'm sure we weren't allowed to do at the time. I don't know how old we were sure. then whenever GTA 3 came out. I don't know. Does anybody know the date on that? We can get an idea how old we were. It was like middle school time. For me, yeah. I think. So we were fairly young. And I remember going into your older brother's room. And it, it was one of those things like the first time you see a porno or something. You know, like, you're like, you know, you're doing something wrong. Like, mom wouldn't want me watching South Park or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And we like, we're playing GTA 3. Because like, we've heard about it as as kids. We're like, man, I hear you can like fuck hookers and kill hookers and just shoot whoever you want and kill cops. <laughs> and like, this is at the time that was like fucking insane. 
And I'll just, that's one of my most memorable gaming moments is sitting down for the first time seeing and playing GTA 3. And just like, that was insane. So good. Yeah, so um, we, that Xbox was mine. That was mine. And I I begged and pleaded so, so much. So that way I could open it up like early for right. Christmas. It was a Christmas present. Um, but then the PlayStation 2 thing with GTA 3, yeah. And there was another time, I don't know if you were there, but this sim- this it might be the same story, but I don't think it is. But somebody was there when we were playing GTA 3, and he didn't know, and he left it on. And, like, he came back to the house, like, while we were in his room oh, playing GTA 3, and I can't remember who it was, and he was <laughs> pissed. Like, dude, I'm not, we're not saving, we're not, we're not doing anything, we're just causing mayhem. Like, it's already saved. We're not doing but G- anything. I mean, GTA, so for, in his defense, you know, GTA is not one of those games where it's just like, that's eh, a three-hour campaign. You know what I mean? It's open-world adventure. You're talking, I don't know, how in GTA 3, maybe 13 hours or something, anywhere up to... I think uh, San Andreas, I think, was over, like, 30 hours, just, like, core campaign missions. You know, I'm sure 3 wasn't quite to that par, but... I can understand now, looking back at it, like, if we would have fucked up his game save, depending on how far along he was... I get it, but uh, yeah. I'm looking at it here. October 22nd, 2001 was, uh, so we were like 11, probably 12, I was 11 in, or 12. I was in seventh grade. So we were, I mean, that's pretty young to be seeing GTA 3, you know, let's be honest. And here's the other thing is we got to see it on a huge, gigantic, really expensive uh, Sony Trinitron flat screen CRT. Oh, those are nice. One of those big, yeah. yeah it was Frank really also nice. had a one of those jumbo like flat screens in his living room. I think didn't you? You had a pretty nice sized TV in the living room. I think was it like a rear projection TV? Maybe not a rear projection because I think you had it in an entertainment center, didn't you? But I remember it being pretty nice. Yeah, it wasn't that. We could heavy. get behind it. it, was, it I remember because we would mess with the satellite to get the booby channels. Classic. The, yeah, fuzzy. Boobies. God bless C band. C band satellites. <laughs> So what I figured out, I would watch, like, anime and crap and stuff that, like, was not in English because with that C-band satellite, somehow I figured out that I could actually fine-tune As where a the satellite was pointing and pick up, like, other channels <laughs> Just sometimes. saying, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Dude, and so I got all these international, like, channels, like, shit from the Middle East and Japan and fucking, like, South Korea and nuts. It was cool. And then we also had a family friend that would actually do the flash cards. He would, so you could you could flash and you could get everything unlocked. Like you would have all the mm-hmm. whatever. We didn't have that at that point. He eventually started doing that, like later on. And then I tried a couple of his like direct TV cards. You could put them in. You could get like everything, like all the pay per view and all the movie channels and everything. I just remember that satellite was like as yeah. big as a van. No, like I, what, how? It wasn't like DirecTV or Dish or anything, was it? Like, how did Satellite TV... So no, it was, that, it was, was C-Band. It a subscription service? How did that even work? It was a C-Band satellite, and I don't remember if it cost them like two or three grand just for the satellite, and then you had to pay for... Yeah, that was, well, that was just your satellite, so it had, it moved around to pick up the channels and shit, and you would have like the C channels, the D channels, the E channels, F, or maybe it was like C4, and there was like... Tw- 20 possible channels on C4 and then like 20 possible channels on C5 and 20 You were like the only person on that I knew that had and those were just TV all in, in those days. Like I yeah. didn't 
I don't know anybody else. I, the concept was so foreign to me. You guys have to understand, I grew up in a basically one bedroom studio apartment size. Like it was the tiniest, like 50 foot by 20 foot. How it, like, I don't even think I'm exaggerating. Like it's, that's probably actually how big it was. Like just the tiniest house ever. And we had a pole with an antenna at the top with like all the little like piece of crap, aluminum, uh, arms coming off of whatever you want to call it. And it like when storms came through and stuff, we couldn't watch anything on a good day. We'd have three or four channels every time it would, it would like move during storms. I'd have to go out and physically rotate the bar back towards Kansas city to like, you know, get PBS. Like it was, so Frank's house was like, yeah. Oh yeah. But so do you not remember at that, the pool we had in that big massive deck, we had the, the, the big high deck, we had a middle deck and we had low deck. There was a huge tower that was built on the big deck that had um, an RF and, uh, and over the air. Mm, and I don't remember that. I just remember the too. one out by the road. And like sometimes, yeah. And so sometimes if that thing got jacked up, dad would have to climb up there and like fuck with it. But we had a thing down there where you would rotate the dial and it would move to whatever channel four was, That's channel crazy. six was. And you would have to like move that dial and then we had that c-band thing and then see i had like a certain way i had to turn mine we could get like wb which was sick i remember i'm pretty sure it was 62 you could get wb on like if it was like if i looked outside and there wasn't a cloud in the sky no wind i'd be like oh i can watch wp wb today i can watch some like looney tunes or whatever you know and i'd have to turn it towards columbia maybe i think i could i can't remember exactly but there was like ways you could do it, but you know you had to work for stuff like that whenever you were a kid growing up, especially out in the sticks and when you're poor. But um, and no, the boobies we saw weren't even good. And it they was probably Cinemax. Like, it was like, like no penetration, like just like dry boobies. humping. Every once in a while you see a nipple. <coughs> like, ah, it's all like pixelated and then it would black out. Did you ever you even really? I feel again. like we were never at Frank's by the time Andrew was around. No, we not just, really. It was all. It was just Andrews. Once Andrew. Never, hardly ever. Yeah. Yeah, my place was was the the collaboration spot. You had the superior crib. Yes. Yeah, mainly it was the mainly the internet. Mainly, mainly the internet. And a a reasonable a reasonable expectation of privacy you, with the way like my room was set up. We could just go in there. Even and though we were left alone, right next to your parents' bedroom, but uh, they didn't mess with us though. They didn't care. Like no, they yeah, except for like like hey Frank, how you doing? Okay, how's the acid treating you? <laughs> Did one of them ever say that to you? Uh, I won't mention the name, but he came in and somehow he knew that I had dropped. And nice. he asked me, like, you doing okay? I wonder if he, like, like cracked the door thing. while we're all just sitting there laughing about you eating acid. And he saw it and just was, like, cool enough to just be like, eh, let me just shut this door and pretend I didn't see anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, what? Uh, I, I feel like that's, not, that's a no-win situation if you want to put yourself into it. It's like, it's yeah, just right. going to break bad no matter how you try to handle it. Like, what am I going to, I got to call this kid's parents and be like, hey, uh, so. It's not fucking worth it, man. He's well, young. I think He'll be all right. As fucked as we were, yeah, I was... think they, all of our parents just kind of understood that we were at least doing the shit we were doing as responsibly as possible. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we just had shit parents. I don't know. Well, but I mean, also like. For the most part, I mean, you and me, Joey, we didn't really get into that much shit. No, nothing, yeah. nothing like crazy illegal, Frank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we just lived vicariously through Frank. Yeah, that was all. Yeah, maybe they knew that. You know, sure. 
So, I'm sure we'd be driving around shooting Roman candles out of like car windows and shit at people. But like, like any other kids. Yeah. Like any other children in the country. But oh, uh, There was one time on my birthday where I had taken a little bit of hallucinogens. And I was planning on spending my birthday by myself. Like just, okay, just whatever. And they decided it wasn't, it was our other, it was Big Joe and all them. And they came over and they fucking kidnapped me. <laughs> I think you told us the story. After I had already, like, got my stuff in, it's starting to ramp up, they come and they kidnap me, and they take me to the racetrack to watch, like, sprint cars and shit. I'm like, guys, this is not the, no. (laughs) (sighs) He, that man in particular, uh, he was wild, dude. I, I remember many times... While he was behind the wheel, being in the same vehicle, thinking, "Oh, th- this is it," and, you know, <laughs> I'm dead. I remember going sideways, going down a road one time because he would just constantly screw around. A lot of people from our high school would like when everybody got a driver's license, everybody just turned into a a daredevil. I remember going sideways, just sliding through the gravel and seeing like power lines, you know, like electric poles on one side. And trees on the other, and I was just like, "Dude, we're f- we're gonna fucking die! Like, this is it. We're all dead. We're all gonna die." And miraculously, like we ended up not wrecking. And there's just so many instances of stuff like that. I don't remember if it was him. I remember another friend being in a vehicle, and they thought it was funny to like be driving down the road in the middle of the night and just turn off the headlights and just like ghost mode. I was not a fan of that game. No, no, I, yeah, yeah. So there's another game where you actually use like the whippet containers to shut off the headlights, but you're not shutting off the headlights; you're shutting off your brain. Oh, which is a, a very <laughs> bad game to play. Sounds fun. <laughs> um, before we get off of here, is there you guys heard anything crazy about I don't know Apple and Epic Games and the Googles? It's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. No, do you want to do you want to explain it to me? Do you want to elaborate on that, Frank? Epic basically forced Apple and Google to take all their stuff off of the market and then promptly sue them with, with, with <laughs> that they had already planned to do. It was a, it was a chess move. Yeah. It's, you think it was premeditated? Do you think that they knew that they were going to take their game down just to move oh, forward with a lawsuit? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yes. I guess I never thought of yeah. it that way, but yeah, that makes sense. But it's like... Um, I don't know. I don't. I'm. Not, I feel like I'm not on anybody's side in this fight. Like I feel. I think my knee jerk reaction is to be on Epic's side because thirty percent is insane for something that you created, and it's a free game. So the only way they monetize is in game transactions, and Apple's just like, "Hey, you're on our platform. We're taking thirty percent of all that in game revenue." For your fans to buy the stuff that you program to put into your game. That's like, that's Apple's shit, though. It's like, if you want to put a thing on their 30% service, though, I don't, I would understand I don't like care. 10. You agreed to it. If you agree to it, then it's like, that's the fucking deal. Like, and they're not going to negotiate with you. They're Apple. They're like, all right, well, fucking don't put your game on our shit. And, and here's the deal, though, is, is they're like, well, Apple, you guys are making a monopoly out of this about your 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 walled garden well apple's like well duh that's why we make the walled yeah, garden so we can have a monopoly on our stuff that's the whole point like that's exactly the entire point but why 
is Epic not going after the consoles? Because the consoles are still based. They're a walled garden, too. True. They take that much, though? I'm sure I they, know they take, take a cut. cut. But I'm pretty sure that, like, I'm pretty sure if you want to buy a thousand V-Bucks on a mobile device, it's always cost more than it costs on a PC or a console because they hike the price because it's because Apple and Google take such a fucking huge cut. I'm pretty sure. So I don't think that I could be wrong, but I don't think the consoles take I don't think PlayStation and Microsoft take Sony and Microsoft. I don't think they take as big of a cut. I could be wrong, but well the the one about so this lawsuit uh I haven't read it. I don't know the full details of it, but I'm assuming it's targeted at Apple and not Google though. I think it's at both, isn't it? I think it's that, like hey, if they've basically got one they're saying like for Apple and one filed for Google. That's yeah. dumb. Because you can easily sideload stuff onto Google. Like, you can install apps that are not from the App Store on an Android Android device. Yeah. And that's, you can on uh, an Apple, too, but it's it's more complicated. Well, yeah, like, that's, that's, like, kind of explicitly against their whole shit. You know, they want to have everything controlled through their App Store, and that's, like, that's just the system right. they've designed. But Android has always been about being having more choice, being more open. And like that's what happened when Fortnite came out at first. Remember, you had to go to for you had to go to Epic's website and download it from the APK from them to install it on your Android phones. Yeah, before it was officially released. Yeah, so like, there's if you want to do that, then do that. Well, like, you wh- saw how they did it though with Apple, though, right? They didn't. They didn't. They didn't force people to buy V Bucks directly from Epic. They still had the option for. It was a thousand V bucks for nine ninety nine through uh, Apple Pay or right. whatever through through their iOS. But then if you bought it directly from Epic, it was seven ninety nine. So it was a two dollar discount. Right. So does does that even? I mean, obviously, I don't I don't know the exact wording in their EULA or whatever. But I feel I mean they they still had the option to buy it from them. It was just like, hey, you can get it a little bit cheaper directly from us. Yeah, but if I feel like they didn't do anything wrong. If you provide that option, though, it's like who's going to who's going to decide to pay more if they don't have to. Well, then that's up to Apple to say, hey, you know, look, it's kind of like whenever you check out online and PayPal is always an option. You know, it's like not everybody has PayPal set up. They don't want to go through that hassle of setting up a PayPal and linking their bank account or whatever, whatever. They just want to do it through this. You know, that's kind of the way I saw it. Like maybe Apple's the more convenient route. So it's like not everybody's going to buy direct from epic because maybe it's a little bit more of a pain in the ass because you have to like pay with a credit card or something instead of that's not quite the same though though because uh yeah that's not like if you pay with something with paypal versus amazon pay versus whatever else all that shit is kind of cost the same like you don't get a discount for doing it one way or another typically unless it's like a special visa thing and they have like a deal with the site or whatever which is just not this you know just fuck apple though you know, in general. I mean, sure, I, sure, of course, I want to see them ground beneath the heel of my boot, but like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't feel like. I feel like this is a big nothing. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Down with microtransactions. I think we could all agree on that. Oh fuck yeah. So before we get off of here again, uh, I want to shit on something. Oh god. Um. Do you guys know that EA Access and Origin Access are going to combine to be one launcher thing now? That reminds me. I think I'm paying for one of those things, and I need to cancel it immediately.
Yeah, do it, do it. Get rid of all I didn't of know they were separate EA, things. No. Fuck Origin. Yeah, so they're going to, like, merge all that under the new EA Play thing. So, um, I'm really still salty. Salty AF. I am really, I'm salt mine salty. I am just, I'm really still mad about this. This has been, like, a three years, two years, like, maybe mad. I will not ever get anything on Origin. Ever. Because I had bought a physical copy of Battlefront, well, which is really just a DVD box with a fucking card on it with a serial okay. number. <laughs> okay, that's what it, what it was. And uh, I love that game. I played that game for like four months, just like all the time. And then I had an issue with my computer and I had to upgrade and I had to reinstall everything and they would not give me back my my Battlefront account. And I, I fought it, and I fought it, and I fought it, and eventually I was just like, fuck this. Because I had, like, I was like, I can send you a picture of the DVD case with this, my username, and my login, and it was just gone off of there forever. And <sighs> fuck you, Ian. <laughs> this, is, this is the note we should end every show on. <laughs> <sighs> it just made me so Matt, and it still does to this day. And that's why, God damn it, I'm I'm gonna get fucking squadrons. But if if that happens to me with squadrons, I swear that'll be the final oh, yeah. straw. Is it only gonna be on Origin? Is it not on Steam? All EA's been so like prickly about their shit. I mean, recently they started putting stuff on Steam, so who knows? Maybe they'll finally just be like, yeah, sure, you can. They've it'll, already it'll... had the reputation that they've had, and then with their launcher, it's just been so bad like everything about origin is fucking terrible everything about it adding friends just the way that you load your library i've had my account hacked a couple times on there like it's just it's bad man everybody you play epic even like the obscure ones that pop up every once in a while it's like oh i need to download this to play this okay whatever and we'll try this and it's like oh works better than origin <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, you know, Epic Battle.net, even everything is, yeah. For the most part, you know, at, at first it was like, can't everything just be on Steam? And uh, Battle.net works pretty damn good. You play, not the best, but it works. Origin, for the most part, steaming pile. Epic solid too. Epic's really solid. Uh, yeah, Epic, Epic, and Battle.net are honestly right on par with uh, Steam, if you ask me. Not quite as good, but on par. Epic's making a good run at it, trying to like go head to head with Steam on sales and stuff. And I, I well, they got that, that. money. Oh, yeah. They got yeah, that they, bank roll. Yeah. They're like, hey, no. we're gonna go for the you know go for the they, stars here. They got that V bucks, yeah. gorilla. They got that fucking that Fortnite money, and they're really pulling. I mean, they're going after fucking Apple and Google. So, oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. They're big boys now. Big boys. If if this ends, if this results in everybody saying, all right, we're gonna across the board say take 20% of a cut instead of 30% for everyone, then it's like, that That works for everybody, I guess. That's a win for little devs and big people too, whatever. Right. And Apple can fucking afford it. Right. That was my first thought, is I wonder how much how much revenue that is just from just from Fortnite. Just saying, like, ah, Fortnite, you're not on our app store anymore. Like, how much revenue is that on a yearly basis? I can't imagine. It's, it's got to be insane. 30% of every mobile Fortnite purchase? you got to be kidding me, dude. 
I saw. I just saw a diagram that had like all of the highest ranked like free to play games that make money off of uh, microtransactions. And of course, Fortnite was at the top of it. And it, it was I in the billions, a, definitely. I don't remember how much. And then if you just I, but, cut uh, that down, then, I was what? a part of a a meeting at EA at one point, and uh, one of the EA higher ups was like, "What do you think the highest earning EA game was last year?" And I don't know. This was a couple of years ago, but you know, so it might have been like 2017, 2016 or something. And I was like, uh, "Oh, I know, no, I know what that." And was. I guess I guessed something. What, what did I, say was? I don't remember what it would have been, but what, what do you guys think? What it would have been? I think it was uh, how to run a video game company shitty simulator. Exactly, that probably that's there. exactly what he no, said. They, to me. they that gave that nice away for free. Out of his mouth. No, it was uh, it was that's... some sort of a Simpsons mobile game. Oh, tapped out probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Simpsons tapped, tapped out. out. Yeah, I hate to say this. Kidding me? And he was like, <laughs> yeah, "Our number one earning video game across EA." Yeah, all right, they got me because I, I probably blew like fucking two hundred bucks on donuts. Yeah, <laughs> see, I never even played it, yeah. but yeah, it me just, neither. It was a fucking good game. It was good. Sometimes it's sometimes it's the the obscure ones that you don't even think about. You know, it's like forget about all the console AAA games and stuff you think about. It. It's like no, it's this stupid game that kids are playing on their phone every day on the school bus. No, adults with adults with expendable entertainment yeah. cash. Um, I remember I. <sighs> I'm 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 fascinated by the concept of whales and mobile gaming, and like uh, I read something recently where a guy was like, "Yeah, I'll come home and I'll drop you know three or four hundred bucks and tapped out or whatever." Like he's like, "That's what I would have spent at a bar." So <laughs> it's like, and yeah, you know, I get it. I mean, I get the justification for it because it's like either you're gonna spend that doing something else, or I mean, it's just all about what whatever's fun to you. It doesn't matter. Sure. It's just like it's I can't change it's fascinating the people who spend thousands and thousands of dollars on like fucking yeah. Mario Kart Tour or whatever. Yeah. Or you know what? I'm okay with, with, with Apple taking a cut because did you see how much they're gonna charge for the wheels for the iMac Pro, <laughs> the new one? You have any idea about I this? Know. <laughs> the Mac Pro wheels cost six ninety nine. And the feet run two ninety nine. The wheels for your to, to roll around on a little trolley yeah. dolly. Seven hundred fucking dollars for wheels for How a much computer. is the stand? How much this, is the stand for the? I don't. I think it's a thousand. Way too much. You have to sell your firstborn child. Fuck Apple, dude. Good lord. Well, on that note, <laughs> fuck EA and Apple. <laughs> That's our new catchphrase. Who's uh? Thank you, Javelin, for letting us use your song. Soda Pepsi is our theme. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler, for the Tyler. art. Thank you, Tyler, for your artwork. Well, who's who wants to who wants to close this one out? Who wants to word it up? I've never been a good finisher. I know you know. It was me last week because I said swine prophylactic. I'll fucking do it. I don't care. Do it. Uh, turducken. Turducken.